So the last thing that I spoke about, wrote about, and want to continue talking about is how the adrenaline in my body just stayed at this extreme level for years. And now that's pretty dangerous stuff. The survival instincts were at such a point that everyone knew that if you said something around me, I would not forget it. In addition, there's a chance that I would absolutely call you out on something. So it's best if I say, "Mm, something's different, or oopsies, or my body doesn't feel good. I'm trying to communicate to you that, hey, you just said something contradictory. I'm really scared to bring it up because of violence and the behavior of others. So how do I do this? That's why my friends and those that actively participated in their curiosity to understand more, especially when things were so different, are my heroes. Thank you for the basic questions and moments of care and understanding. Thank you for the friend who brought up concrete blocks so I could put my kitty's litter on top because I couldn't bend down to remove the litter anymore. Thank you to the friend who came in and sorted through books and magazines because I could not physically lift them. And touching paper was problematic for me. Hmm. Thank you to the friends who listened to what happened after I worked with a couple hoarders. Because I started exhibiting that behavior briefly. And it freaked me out so much that I realized, oh my God, I'm absorbing this. And if I'm absorbing it, then I'm absorbing their words. The people that tell me. Well, the people that put me in shock because they're healthcare administrators or educational administrators, teachers, and parents who basically, well, you can go back and look at the science grading scale that was changed that year. I was in the meeting listening to their excuses and how easy it was in contrast to the previous administration who made it very clear, do not give in to these parents because they hang out and destroy our office equipment and they're all about making it easier. And we're in education. The words were very clear. We don't get to handpick our students, and that makes us better. So what does this mean? I'm going to have to explore some of the other schools to get a sense, because I didn't understand how transitional IEPs or IEPs from 8th grade to high school in the city of Chicago are such an important thing, because that's what enables kids to have access to high school. Well, not just traditional IEPs. Those are kids with special needs, but also just your kids that are testing to get into high school. And that's why this continual stress with parents here exists and the high achieving because they want to make sure it's free. And where does that come from? Neptune's previous family. Who pays? Who pays? But also the bachelors and the bachelorettes. So again, I'm not going to say anyone's name. My goal is not to identify anyone. Only you can. And we'll have that conversation public if you really want to have it. Because you're going to help me remove a lot of PTSD triggers I've been listening to for a very long time. But also, I'm doing the methodology as closely to accurate as possible because I have to model it. So you need to get as close to these triggers as possible. And some of them will be verbatim. That's why I'm trying to decide, how do I write this out? Is that going to be the chapter? Is that going to be the heading? Is that going to be a longer project or a lesson plan that I create to mindfully remove this by 
doodling it, writing about it, speaking about it, doing an art thing about it, or transferring to something, or putting it in the methodology to use as my examples to describe what the heck is going on no, and how to end it. That being the acute biological triggers creates a flare-up and this sense of dread, anticipation and dread, which was around me all the time. Throughout the day as I'm wondering, how do I get out of my house? As I cannot even visualize the first step, which is to exit. And why can't I move closer to the door to leave? Because I have to come back here. And that's why my body was in this heightened state of adrenaline. Homeschool, homeschool. Where I spoke to my cats in an elevated voice that was kind of like a teacher. And I'll have to model a little little bit about that too. You know, it's like when you talk to your animals, like... Okay, you're going to be very brave today. Are we going to go out and be in our best behavior? Or, hey, little kitty, good job. Scratching your scratching post. And then when they're scratching something else, no. (laughs) You have to drop down your voice low. And that's why this person told me. The trigger was my voice because I would drop it. And I validated it because I'm like, oh, yeah. My voice does do that with that person because, whoopsie, similar to that person because right now I'm in pain and I say ow a lot, ow, ow, ooh, moaning and groaning. So they said what they needed to adapt and I did it because I'm a special educator but also I accepted it because I've seen this behavior and I was happy that they identified it because so much of this is just identifying and why when people come to me with their trauma... If you're ahead of it, can identify it, can describe it. It's like you're ahead of so many other people. And I don't even know what this was until CBT, DBT years later. So I get to relive mating, dating, and relating, which is what I'm calling a composition because it is all about how you interact with people. And since dating and mating and relationships is a la la, such an important part, and the last triggers by two people who really came together after indicating what they do to each other, it's like, okay, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Thank you for re-triggering all those relationship moments I had to sit and listen to. Because again, my memories on replay, they're just, they just appear. I haven't thought about these people in ages you know a couple from college that were talking about their issues or something and now I gave them their time and I can make sense of why they're present they're present because they're showing me what never to do and that's a much larger composition that I'm going to write about hopefully soon anyway (laughs) Um, It's really difficult to compare, contrast my voice then to my voice now because there's no real recordings of my voice then except there are bits and pieces throughout and a whole bunch of YouTube videos I made while practicing counting down days so I didn't miss certain appointments so two three weeks that's why you'll see lots of YouTube videos created day after day after day although some of them might have been on private and then when you public them make them public then it uploads to that date not the day that it was created 
So that changes some of the data collection. So I haven't found a one particular internet site that can really do everything that's necessary to end trauma, which is a combination of making notes of it, having frequency, duration, intensity, severity, and if you need evidence so that you don't have to, oh my God, stress out, because that was the thing. How am I supposed to go to the police when I'm being threatened? (laughs) Anyway, another component of this is the Chicago Police Department. And I will be talking about them as well. All right. So maybe I'm not quite ready to put up the recordings of my voice talking to individuals. But maybe that's because I have to do this in bits and pieces. So again, that iMovie not being able to download, update, has made this so much easier to talk. And if that's the comparison contrast between what you hear today and what was recorded then, just know I didn't have my numbers down securely and I had fear all around and that's what you hear also physically I've recovered a bit more so the neck pain head pain shoulder pain while they still go back and forth I can absolutely say the intensity of the pain the severity of it ricocheting is less but part of it is also having to reach out to that physical therapist's office to say, hey, what your physical therapist did was to pick and choose a diagnosis instead of actually accurately recording what was happening in these sessions. Because I kept saying the same thing. Can you please record the physical, biological stuff here that I'm saying? No. Because you're trying to say that because I've had this for so long or the vertigo or it could be vestibular or it could be other issues... We don't know what it is. When I'm stating, well, if you don't know, listen to the patient. And that seems to be where these companies fail. Just listen to the patient. All right, so I talked about the intensity of adrenaline in my body after violence. So it never goes away. And that's how I got through the school year after year after year. Because the reminder is to work with my students, that they get a right to be independent and exposure to the curriculum, a chance to learn too, and all the things that were done to inhibit and refuse them, deny them is the word, deny them that education. I find it really interesting when I lose words that were on replay, like deny, betray, and abandon, because those are the three things that really truly affect our mental status, right? Or mental health. And they are already represented in the actions done, right? In, well, against Jesus Christ in the Bible. Those were the things that were gonna happen to him, and that's what happened, because the mental abuse that we do to each other is like physical assault on the body. For those that experience it constantly, it's worse than physical assault because it's invisible and nobody believes you. So hopefully we can talk again about the stigma of Northwestern Memorial Hospital, but like I stated earlier, with the methodology. So in order for me to get out of my house, I have to count down. So I use Smule, a website for singing. I sing, which is stressful, and that adrenaline rises up, and I take that and I use it to get out of my house as a way to make a decision. I call it conscious 
consent. So you're both awake and aware. So double check. I am not dreaming. I am awake and I'm freaking out. My body does not like this. But if I'm consenting to leaving my house now and doing this errand, it will give in because consent is that powerful. Finally, I have talked to consent about two, excuse me, I've spoken about consent to lots of people. But what you have to understand is the only thing that ends trauma. How am I going to describe this? So consent is the daily practice of treating others the way you want to be treated. So the golden rule is I'm consenting. This is how I want to be treated by treating you the same way. But also it's trilala. You are consenting to the treatment that you like or don't like by others. So they're practicing their golden rule. And you say, no, 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 I don't like that. Do you like to be treated that way? And it's a constant modeling back and forth, back and forth. Now, we practice consent all the time, even if we're not in a physical relationship with anyone because of the food we eat, the substances we put in our body, the people we associate with. That's consent to me. It's consent because I do not consent to you treating someone like that and now I'm going to get out of your car. Drop me off here. I've done that many times with friends. Drop me off at the next light then. I'm getting out of this car because of the gossip I'm hearing. And it's not the most pleasant thing, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to not do the things that I believe are the right things. Still, the difference is I share privately, excuse me, publicly. (laughs) This happens all the time. This happens publicly. So, how to understand learning and how knowledge and how our a priori or our prior knowledge is what can help us end trauma. It's going to be kind of hard to... Uh-oh. I'm getting a little fatigued. So, oftentimes, I would have so much adrenaline, I couldn't do anything with it until I would talk, 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 and that's Periscope three hours sometimes of just non-stop talking at a rapid speed which was the adrenaline and would eventually fatigue me or my phone would just die and that'd be another way to stop the adrenaline or at least redirect my attention to the fact my phone's dead so it shifted so there are things one can do that greatly alter whatever your state is so that those distractions are healthy One thing that actually really helped was my fire alarm because it would beep every so often. You might hear it every so often too. In my earliest recordings, you'll hear the fire alarm beeping, indicating what? That there needs to be a new battery. It's broken. And every so often it would beep and it would distract and break up the noise. All right? So the one thing we have to do with PTSD is break up that noise. All right. Well, I'm going to just try to record as much as I can tonight before my time is up at 11 central time. Took me a while, a couple months to figure out when this deadline is. Because when it says the 19th, it means the next day and at midnight on the 19th, my deadline. So now that I know that, I can work with that number. Thankfully, the deadline for this podcast site has removed the trauma after how many months? of having to wait for the board of directors meeting, which changed 
They used to have them be very consistent and they would share the entire years of meeting. But with the new property manager, they just pick and choose it differently every month. And it's very confusing and hard when na, 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 you have a board member that says, I have a disability with technology reading. And when you guys don't inform or update, it's really difficult because it seems like you do it purposely. So is it done purposely? So little adaptations, interventions can help people just, you know, participate or get the information they need. It's when the behavior is so unfriendly, so unprofessional, so not doing what's requested that you start to question, what's this about? And that's why this methodology is often just speaking openly about what is happening. So the next thing is I'm going to put some photos together in an album and I'm going to talk about them as I remove trauma because rewiring the brain isn't a monologue. It is a dialogue because talking, conversing, understanding, perspective, and responding on task is a higher functioning skill. High level thinking. And that's why I am losing everything in education to make room for the next thing because... I don't have the capacity anymore that I used to have. And only I would know that. And that's why I will share my experience as well as the individuals I've advocated for, as well as the people's voices who are on replay. Like I said, those are relationships, uh, people who have complained about their relationships with me. So friendships, these are colleagues and some older people. Well, these are companies and my interaction after assault when I had to go out and figure out what am I going to do because those were the words on replay what is she going to do about insurance what is she going to do about the baby all right so when I say certain things just know that those are their words I don't know how to indicate that in a podcast yet but when I write you'll know that it is the first sentence a heading to an area where I'm going to describe the method or another way. Like I said, I'm organizing this live. So everything I've done is using the most scary space to help. And that happens to be the internet. So why else wouldn't I use it? All right. Anyway, um, I got out trauma in a way that I don't know if I could have ever done without individuals who made it really easy Since I said from the very beginning, everything comes back to kids with special needs, independence, and abuse and neglect of power and insane greed. So if those are the behaviors that you exhibit, taking advantage of those populations that don't need others to take advantage of them, then that is going to be a a little bit of a problem, don't you think? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. This is Smarty MC with Smarter Than Trauma, episode five. Nope. Season 5, Episode 3, it's just practice. I don't really know how this works. Episode 4 is next. And in Episode 4, I'm going to take some photos and just talk about them because I want to fill up the time and exhaust myself because I feel the adrenaline rising. Why? Because just the nature of reliving this. And I can't help it if my body has an automatic response to fear which is mental abuse, physical assault, sexual assault, psychological, as well as academic uh, discrimination, exposure to that stigma thing. All of it. My body has been pretty exhausted. But I think for the first time, 
pretty certain it will not, not go back to that suicidal state. Why? Well, because I'm talking about it. Hello? (laughs) That's the point of the podcast. I'm containing suicide until I get to talk about it and describe it and give it back to the individuals who created it here. All right? That's the purpose of the internet to me. And text messaging really is just a container for PTSD. So if you got your little piece of PTSD back from me and were a little confused, you probably also got a text message recently stating, hey, I'm going to be talking about how to end PTSD. So these are my notes and why. Thank you for the space to write in during moments of duress because the body doesn't know the difference. It just knows. Uh, it doesn't want to la la live anymore. And that's a very different sensation because I know the body is being all about survival. It's really an expert in it. So when it doesn't want to live, that's when I'm like, huh, that's different. All right. Thanks for listening. And the next podcast will be about suicide. I know season four was about suicide, but that was just all the creation of it, me getting it out. Now we're going to describe it. Thank you.